It's showtime. What up? Is old Kenny here with you for a brand new episode of the Kenny Ho Show? Yes, once again, in KO Kenny Ho Show times four, baby, more Asian than ever. What does that mean? It means I get to talk about things that I'm really excited about. Like, I, for a moment after, because as I said, I'm doing two in the day, even though you probably ain't hearing both in a day unless. I mean, you could be listening to both in one day, but you sh- I'm not releasing them both in one day is what I'm trying to get at. But taking a little break in between the episodes, I was just excited to do the Kenny Ho show again. And I have not been excited to do the... Not that I'm like, oh, I hate the Kenny Ho show. It's like a job. It's never been such a thing. Because I'm a firm believer, especially in this day and age, nobody's going to pay me to tell racist jokes and jokes that are generally in poor taste. Because remember, the Kenny Ho Show once upon a time started out as a show where I talked about shows that I cared about. Like the very first episode, episode zero, because David was unavailable to do episode one because of Adam Levine on The Voice. So I did episode zero where I talked about Vampire Diaries. I think that's when I first got Netflix because I'm like, oh man, I must have bought like the first season or something on DVD. And then I was like, holy shit, I love the show, but I don't want to buy another like five seasons of this sucker. What is this streaming thing I hear these kids talking about? Because I watched a shit out of that show. Never got to the end because it just, I, I think it, it suffered from what One Tree Hill suffered from, which was after about three seasons, they're like, well, we're out of ideas. Let's just do the same shit all over again. I could be wrong about it, but at one point I'm like, okay, I had enough. Good thing I didn't buy all these seasons on DVD. Takes up space and takes up cash, which I don't have much of now, but when I'm done radio school, I'm going to be a superstar. I'm going to have lots of money. And then all these years later, I'm like, yeah. So do I buy on-brand cornflakes or this generic, potentially rat poison? And then even early on in the Kenny Ho Show days, I was talking about Arrow and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which are two new, like, fascinating, very, very different from one another superhero or comic book shows. And then I was talking about Tiffany Alvord, who is this, like, new, like, cute, I-can't-believe-she-exists type of girl, and her music you know, is like the the poppy, sappy stuff that I love. So for a long time, I was doing a show that got me very excited to do because of the stuff I was talking about. But over the past, I won't even lie, I don't know, like a year or two, I don't know what the hell I've been doing on this show. And most people also don't because looking at the numbers, very few people have been tuning in. Like even though I rambled a lot on the last episode, Mostly because I'm out of practice. I haven't done Kenny Ho show in a while. And, well, it's just kind of something I do. I tend to get carried away when in the moment, you know? So there was a bunch of things that I'm very excited to talk about, which I didn't get to because after an hour, I'm like, man, I 
talked about one of like 15 topics I thought about talking about. So let's try to tackle a bit more uh, in this episode. And good chance that before this week is out, I'll, t- I'll tackle a bit more. Maybe it'll be two episodes this week or in two next week or something like that. Let's see what happens. Let's see how much time I accidentally put into Kakorata. And I think an interesting topic to talk about are hot Asian girls. That is, that should be the main topic of every single episode. And you'll find probably it might be. Why? Because goodness gracious, over the past two years, like for the longest time, I was not into Asian girls. I was a white girl girl hound who was not successful at all in getting any as even though i'm up for interracial relationships it turns out most white girls are racist ass bitches and aren't and if they are they're like oh i'm plenty cultured i'll sleep with a black guy any day of the week tramp but i remember one time i was so against asian girls well, not even one time. There was twice. Once I was part of like some some club where we like meet up at a like a business office downtown where like we all came together, brainstormed an idea for a business, and then we come up with a product and try to sell the product. But I mean, that's all beside the point. All all I'm saying, there was this cute girl. I think she was Filipino, but she sure as hell didn't look Filipino. She looked, you know, she looked more like Asian than Hapa. You know, she looked. Um, Chinese, Vietnamese, something like that, maybe a bit Thai. And she was a very, very sweet girl. I don't remember her name, but she was very, very sweet. She's like the girl next door, uh, cute, like had big bug eyes. Like absolutely the type of girl I'm looking for, except she was not white. The girl next door in my dreams have always been a blue-eyed, blonde, white girl. And this girl didn't fit the criteria, but it was obvious her friends were trying to set us up. Because even though I was like a fatty, fatty, fat, fat, I was charismatic as shit and had long, beautiful hair. And I could tell like she was into me. Her friends were trying to set me up. But I was like, nah, it's not going to happen. I wanted to get with the friend, but that girl was a bitch. But once again, I wasn't trying to marry her. It's not. Come on, TVB, like take a page from old Kenny. If I think a girl's a bitch, I'm not going to marry her. Even if I accidentally knock her up, I know the honorable Chinese thing to do would be like, all right, I'm going to give up on all my dreams and raise this kid with this friggin' broad I don't even like. But where's old Kenny? The move is, oh, well, is that the wind? Uh, I'm gone. And there was another time I was uh, at Tasha's concert. I was at a Lilix concert and I'm waiting for Tasha to show up. And there's this other, there's a, I think she was Japanese. She seemed like a Japanese tourist. I, I was dark. I, I think she was cute. From what I recall, she was cute. And she was like, she was with her friends, but then she came t- to talk to me. I was standing by the window by myself and she's like, oh, hey, I'm what, whatever. I'm like, oh yeah, nice to meet you. I'm old Kenny. I'm like, yeah, I'm here by myself. And she's like, oh, me too. And then I look up, I'm like, what your friends are? Oh, you mean by yourself in that way? No, lady, I'm not interested. And so, uh, you know, I walked away from her and then I I could tell she was like still checking me out. And like I hid behind somebody like, no. And she got she got the hint. In hindsight, I should have just taken her to the bathroom and 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 uh, treated her like a piece of meat for 15 minutes or whatever. I was athletic then. I probably could have I could have gone for 15 minutes. But now that I'm into Asian girls, they ain't into me like that no more because I'm quite homely now. How did we get on this topic? Uh-oh, I think I've done it again. I've, I've, 
I've rambled on and lost track of where, what I was getting at. Oh, yeah, I think it's just because I like Asian girls, right? Yeah, yeah. Who doesn't, right? Who doesn't? Even a disgusting, racist, white piece of shit would like to defile some of China's finest babes. And who can blame them? They're disgusting pigs. But Chinese girls are so fly. Well, I mean, you know, the top end ones. Let's let's not paint with a... As I said, uh, the thing we cannot do in life is paint with this broad general brush. Unless it's funny, then you do it. But I'm not going to stand here and pretend that every single Asian woman on this planet is good looking. Because that's, that's, that's so far from the truth. Much like every single race, there are some decrepit ass looking Asian chicks. No lie. And especially because so many of them come from like poor, like polluted areas of the world. You know, who, who knows how that like affects their, uh, you know, development in the womb and certainly when they're born, it's like, yeah, well, you know, these people can barely afford three square. You think they care about uh, their teeth and like their skin and shit. So there's no proper grooming and maintenance and stuff. So there's some real wildebeest out there. Don't get me wrong. Dude, you go to Chinatown, throw a rock. You're going to hit like four or five ugly Asian chicks. There's no doubt about that. But when you get like the fine, fine ones, the top end good looking ones, they're hard to beat, right? I mean, the ultimate... Is, is when East meets West, when you have a girl who more than likely has a white daddy and an Asian mama, and she's a fine-ass Eurasian chick, a la Kristen Crook. Like that, I've always been open mind to, of course. Kristen Crook, Lana Lang, that's my girl. Laurel Young, even, right back in, we're going way back, play back to those Edgemont days. I had to just take like a two-minute pause right there because uh, the police sirens are going off. Uh, I'm assuming uh, somebody's about to get their ass kicked. Pretty crazy shit, right? My goodness. To serve and protect, I'm pretty sure they forgot that they swore that oath. But as I was saying, always been down for a Kristen Crook, but now I'm so down for like just a a fine purebred Asian girl. It's that "Mm mm-mm good. Like my Instagram feed has been drastically changed where it started off with 100% Lily Collins and Lizzie Olsen all day long to, yeah, they're only down to about 25% now. You know, and there's a couple of percentage of other people, but then everyone else is just like these fly-ass Asian honeys. What up? Now, I'm probably never gonna get one because the problem with Asian, I mean, women in general is, good-looking women anyways, they love money. They love men with success and the Benjamins, or if you live in Canada, the Queen Elizabeths. So I'm probably never going to get one, but at least now if I somehow miraculously pulled one out of the hat and got myself one, my daddy would be proud of me. Finally, right? After 34 years, he's like, finally, I've never asked anything of you. I don't ask for very much in life. But I was ready to walk out on you and your mom if you ever came home with a white girl. But I'm like, how about if she looked like Lily Collins? He's like, I don't give a shit. That means nothing to me. What is a Lily Collins? One way or another, I would have been like, Kenny, it's a pleasure to meet your girlfriend. But now I have to step out for a pack of smokes. I'm like, but Papa, you don't smoke. He's like, I said I'm stepping out for a pack of smokes. And four hours later, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. He stole my move. 
That's some cold shit. I like it. But here's the thing. What you see on TV and social media, a lot of it is like glammed up. Even on Tinder, I'm like, how do all these bitches live in like these lavish, beautiful condos and stuff? Some of that shit's got to be staged, right? There's no way that these freaking hoes who probably work part-time at a bar can afford a a $4,000 condo. There's no way. I mean, I guess some of them are pretty fly, so they probably have a sugar daddy and they're on there trying to find their next one because this one's getting sick and tired of them. Time to trade in this 21-year-old for a 19-year-old. And it's very, very apparent if you look at Instagram. Like, I actually unfollowed a shitload of Chinese models at one point because I'm like, your face looks so fake. I'm cool with the fake boobs. Like, I appreciate that gesture. Thank you very much. But goodness gracious, your your face looks so fake. It's so plasticky that you're like one molecule away from being an action figure. And it seems like it's getting more and more popular and more and more commonplace that this is somehow the ideal idea of beautiful. And it's just not. And to whichever twisted son of a bitch who thinks it is, hey man, here's a Barbie doll. Hey man, go go have at it. Like, don't influence these girls who look pretty good without all this shit to ruin their face and their lives. But unfortunately, a lot of it is not even on them. It's they're being told. Because actually, I knew a girl uh, in in radio school, uh, Michelle Kyung, half Korean girl, very pretty. Like, like every dude was in love with her. And when when I first uh, saw her, I'm like, oh my goodness, will you marry me? But like, I got to know her. She's a very very cool chick. But. I don't know, I guess that, that wore off. I wasn't really into her, but she's very, she was very pretty. Why I say was is she's half white, right? She's half Korean, but she's also half white. So she must be 27, 28 years old by now. That white's definitely dragged her down. There's no way she's looking that fly now. She's, uh, she's at the very best half as fly, I'm sure. Because most white girls, they hit 24 and it's over. But I'm telling you, she was so, like, every guy in love with her type of pretty and she sat down with me one time she's yeah i went to korea uh, last summer trying to get a job get an internship and they're yeah sure you have a huge future here you have a great voice she has a great voice she's i i had her on on the show not as a guest but if you remember if you're an old school old kenny ho show fan do you remember Remember that uh, the intro segment I used to have a, a girl do where where she said something along the lines of women want him and men want to be him. Something along that lines. That was her. That was Michelle Kyung. She had, that's the Kyung Fu fighter right there. And she had this like, like sexy, sultry voice that for sure I could see why uh, some Korean production company would jump on that if i had a company and i needed a voice i would definitely choose her and my buddy sarah but if i had to choose one of them i'm like well the half asian wins because white privilege may never die you know in general but on the kenny ho show and the kenny ho production uh, company it dies today but she was like yeah yeah they wanted to hire me but they're like but here's a list of plastic surgeries we need you to do before we can offer you a deal she's like i beg your pardon they're like, yeah you need to do these uh you know 
you're not beautiful enough. It's like, what the hell are you talking about? So that's pretty crazy. Well, whatever. Like at the end of the day, as long as like the nose doesn't fall off, I'm cool. Because a lot of it is not that noticeable. And if, it is, and if it is noticeable, well, you know, I just won't chat that one up. Now, I don't know what's going to happen moving. Well, I do know I'm probably going to die alone. But what I can, what I will be dreaming of moving forward, I'm not sure. Because for a while there, I was really into hot Korean girls. I'm like, I'm going to go hang out in Koreatown. Now it's not an option. If I show up to Koreatown, it's like, well, everybody's in mass and you can't really approach anybody to talk to. But once upon a time, like, I found myself at a Red Velvet show. They were here in Toronto. I don't know any Red Velvet songs, but I, I do know they're sexy-ass Korean girls. But in hindsight, I guess I know why they're so sexy. It's, they, they must have done the plastic surgery. Because it was night and day. Like, I was in the concourse walking around, and I could see, like, the, the Red Velvet team, the girls with the clipboards and the headset. And they were all, like, petite little Asian girls, some of them kind of chubby and such. And then at one point, I saw, like, Red Velvet, like, going backstage, and they were next to some other people. I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> Red Velvet, they, those girls look like they're six feet tall. And then, you know, the millionaires are six feet tall. And the chick who probably gets 50 grand a year, if she's lucky, is, like, 5'4 and kind of stocky. Kind of think of it, I think one of the... Because I'm not... I'm proud to be Chinese, you know, I think there's lots in my culture to be proud of and to embrace. And the sheer fact that I'm heading towards my mid-30s and could still pass for my mid-20s means I have blessed Asian genes. So I'm very thrilled about being Asian, at least on that level. But don't get me wrong, there's lots of things in Asian and in Asian culture and Asian politics. And well, the whole country of China right now is doing a lot of shit that I'm like, eh... I don't really agree with you. But then again, there's a country much closer to me in the, the United States of America that's doing a lot of shit that I'm like, you guys are fools. I don't agree with you either. But it would appear that they're a little too focused on appearance right now. Like we talked about Hong Kong dramas uh, yesterday. Well, not yesterday. Well, maybe yesterday, but I doubt it. I Probably like 48 hours ago at the earliest. Hey, Kakaros, a very good game. I can't be pulling myself away for two days in a row. What is this inhumane standard you've put on me? But China dramas are becoming a big thing. They're, they're producing a lot of their own work, and some of it is actually pretty good. I don't understand Mandarin, so they gotta do the dub for me, because I'm also Chinese illiterate. I can speak Cantonese, but I don't understand Mandarin, and I sure as hell can't read Chinese at all. Which was another reason. I Like, I remember, because I don't really remember, I don't know, 10 years ago. It's a blessing in disguise, really. Uh, but I think, I'm pretty sure, I guess it came back to me in a flashback or whatever. Part of the reason why I didn't go to TVB was because I'm like, what is this, a joke? Like, they're not even looking at talent, and for whatever reason... I didn't view their dramas very highly, but also because I'm like, well, even if I were to do this or wanted to do this, I couldn't because I can't read Chinese. You know, I'm not going there to mime shit. I'm there to read dialogue, right? But turns out, you damn fool, you don't need to know how to read Chinese. There's something called phonetics. If you're good looking enough and talented enough, somebody will break it down for you in phonetics. And back in the day, I was well versed in phonetics. I could have done that. Like, apparently that's what Bernice Liu does, or did. And my goodness, in her prime, she was one fly chick. I would definitely would have uh, loved to do a drama opposite her. 
both of us flubbing our lines because we we made a uh sound when it was a e sound. Ah, ah, silly phonetics. Tricks are for kids. My goodness, I've had a hankering for tricks surreal. Oh, this this pandemic has really thwarted my sugar intake. Because I've uh, opted for essential nutrients and not delicious marshmallow squares. Now, upon listening back during uh, post-production, it turns out I started to make a point and then dropped it or forgot about it and purposely dropped it and forgot about it in favor of talking about trick cereal. God damn. Damn, it's a fine cereal. I'm not going to even beat myself up. Who can keep their thoughts straight thinking about such a delicious sugary cereal? Part of a complete breakfast. Well, I mean, if you're a fat piece of shit, if you're eating that stuff every day, if that's part of your complete breakfast, there's a good chance you're going to have diabetes before it's all said and done. I feel like the marketing uh, company behind them made that shit up. I'm almost certain it's not part of a complete breakfast. Not of a healthy young boy anyway, right? But I digress. I'm getting led down a different path again on on my redo. No, I'm going to get back to the point I was making. I was saying China, and I guess a lot of the Asian, or I guess any Asian country with a big uh, media industry, is focused too much on the looks. To the point where Chinese dramas from China are starting to, to eliminate old women from their, from their shows. Old guys to a far lesser degree, although I did watch uh, their iteration of The Legend of the Condor Heroes, which will probably get its own episode because that's the goat. But that adaptation, they had a young dude just put on some like gray hair and, and they're like, yeah, he's old. Can't you tell? But that's one example, whereas women, I don't watch a lot of China dramas, but I don't remember if I've ever seen an old lady in a China drama. Not in the like recent years anyway. They're always casting like 20-something, maybe 30-something-year-olds to play the role of a 60-, 70-year-old woman. And it's pretty off-putting. Sure, makeup and prosthetics have come a long way, but I'm like, what? What, am I blind? You find me ignorant and stupid like i can't tell that's a a young chick that you're making play way the hell beyond her years and that's the thing is like that is not convincing in any way shape or form the the actress is talking like she's old but it's clear she's talking like she's old like no old person actually sounds like that or at least not ones that are like up and about they're like life is hard kill me Have you ever met an old person that talks like that who wasn't in, like, an old folks' home where they've given up? Like, my grandpa, you know, Lord rest his soul, he had a fire in his belly well into his... I think he went at 90, so, like, well into his 80s. Even towards the end, he was, like, a little bit blurry at the end there, but he still had fire in his voice. He certainly didn't sound like he gave up. He certainly didn't sound like a 20-year-old being like, I think this is how old people sound. Listen, son, or in this case, lady, you got you got a lot of acting that you got to figure out along the way. You got a lot of acting lessons that you've yet to learn. And you should save being old for, this is a novel uh, idea, for when you're old. 
So you can worry about the other acting choices you have to make and you don't have to change your voice because it's like, well, that's I guess that's what an actual old person sounds like. Come on, China. I understand. Nobody wants to look at an old bag of dust. But I'm also not interested in watching a show with a young hot babe dressed like an old lady because I'm not about sexualizing an old lady. I am not about fantasizing about an old lady. And you are confusing my mind by putting a 20-year-old behind some old lady makeup and acting old. I'm not that strong-minded. Don't screw me up. But back on point, as I was saying, I get to talk about things I'm really into now. And honestly, no disrespect to any of the listeners who have been listening since day one or have gone back and listened to everything and become a fan of The Kenny Ho Show. Of course, I want to create something that you want to keep listening to. But it's tough when you are one of the very, very, very few people who tune in to keep doing the show week after week. Now, and for the longest time, I've been like, Kenny, just do a show that you're happy with. Do it your way. Talk about things you're into. And now I get to take that to the next level. Because definitely for, for the longest time, I've been you know blasting K-pop, HK-pop, and old Chinese songs and such. TVB theme songs and as I said I've been watching a lot a lot of TVB shows and you know under the old format of Kenny Ho show the westernized whitewashed version of Kenny Ho show we were never gonna talk about that stuff but now it is I don't want to say mandated I don't want to put such rules but it's more than likely that I'm gonna talk about these things whether or not there's going to be a new audience a broader audience once again not holding my breath But at least now it's like, well, now I can be me more in totality. I can talk about this other stuff that I'm really into and that I actually spend tons of time uh, with. And not like, oh, remember I used to watch Arrow? Let's talk about that a little bit. Because I don't watch new stuff. I have Netflix and I have Disney+. Plus. I have a combined zero hours watched over the past month. And probably zero hours watched in the past two months. The last time I used Disney Plus was I watched an episode of Gargoyles when I was at my brother's house. I believe that was probably at least five months ago. Although I will be watching Netflix soon because The 100 is on their final season. I'm just waiting for it to get all the episodes done and then I'm going to watch them all at once. But that's one episode of The Kenny Ho Show. Whereas every day I'm watching and listening to, to Asian stuff. Like Red Velvet. Like as I said, I was at that show, had no idea what they were about. I just knew they were hot. Didn't know any of the songs. At one point, they had cool choreography, but that was all I really got from it. And I did, I remember like shortly, just right after I saw the show, I looked up some of their songs, listened to it. But I'm like, ah, this stuff was better live. But recently, I've been getting back into them because I've been getting, because that's the thing with Asia. They have not given up on the boy band and they have not given up on the, more importantly, I guess, for for my liking anyway, the girl bands. Like when's the last girl band in North America? Like the Lilix era, probably. Like it was Spice Girls and then like a bunch of copycats. And then Lilix was kind of the last big deal as far as I'm concerned. And they were kind of big. They sold big in Japan. And they did okay over here. They did all right, at least in Canada, if not in the United States of America. 
I don't wear no mask. That's against the Second Amendment. I believe red, white, and blue. I got all these freedoms, privileges. Why does my God give him right not to wear a mask and protect me and protect others from my coronavirus, which I probably have because I live in Florida. And I don't know, North American music in general, I have not listened to anything. Like, ever since radio school ended where I, you know, I won't, I'm not going to say forced to, but I was definitely expected to listen to the radio. And quite frankly, there was a lot, like, Indy 88 was new at the time, so I really enjoyed listening to the radio. But since then, I'm like, it's a chore and it's a pain in the ass. I'm sick of listening to these commercials and these people who I find annoying. These these hosts who have to talk like this because for whatever reason this they've decided this is the standard for radio. So I haven't listened to new music, but I'm not interested in any of it. Like Taylor Swift stopped making quality songs, I don't know, like two albums ago. And Lilix retired like ten years ago. So there's nothing there for me. And honestly, whenever I listen to stuff, I, it's like old stuff. I listen to Michelle Branch. NSYNC, Backstreet Boys. So now I don't know how new the stuff I'm listening to is from Red Velvet, but it's got to be pretty recent. It's got to be like within the past five years and not like 10 years ago. So it's relatively new. It could still be top 40 if it were a radio thing, but I've, I've really been getting into them. There's Russian Roulette. I think it's called Monster and uh, certainly Psycho. I listened to Bad Boy a bit, didn't really care for that. Oh, wait a minute, that's not good enough. That's not respectful of the content enough. KO Kenny Ho Show times four! You've tuned in to the Kenny Ho Show K-Pop Hour. Tonight, featuring the sounds of Red Velvet. Russian Monster. I'm a little monster. And psycho. But Psycho, it was the first two things. If you look at Red Velvet right now, the first two things that pop up should be Bad Boy and Psycho. And I was just like, well, I like to, I want to imagine these girls singing about me. Which one is likely to be about me? Bad Boy or Psycho? 
you know which one I clicked. And even though, sure, there's subtitles, but I'm not really looking at the words. I'm looking at these fly-ass babes on screen. I have no idea what they're saying for the most part, but it's so damn well done and catchy. Like, it's, it's very modern. There's like a nice sick beat to it. So definitely dig it. But as much as I like Red Velvet, there is another girl group that has completely stolen my heart. I mean, they're a little... I know for a fact they don't exist anymore. They've definitely disbanded. And it seems like they disbanded really quick. It seems like they had one album and that was it. They're a group called Girls Sample. Like, I'll I'll throw some in so you can hear it. It's very different from uh, Red Velvet because, as I said, Red Velvet's more like modern, more like a sick beat. It's very heavily produced. It's like the Asian Timbaland put it together. But Girl Sample, very much so like the very poppy Spice Girls type of girl group. And that's, that's my jam. That's my move. And I don't know if she's the, I don't think she's the lead singer. They seem to all sing pretty equally. Cabbie Hugh stole my heart. This girl is so beautiful. And in the song I'm about to play you, uh, Simple Girl, she starts off by turning around and blowing a kiss at the camera. I'm like, take all my money. When are you touring? Let me interview you. And then have you never want to speak to me again? Despite you being... A YouTuber nobody gives a shit about anymore. Whose hits have drastically... Wait a minute, wrong girl. And Cabby wouldn't do that to me. We're Asian. She'd be like, straight up with me. She'd be like, you're a freak of nature. You must cease all communications with me and my company. Wait a minute. That's not respectful enough of the content of Cabby Hughes' sexy, sexy voice. K.O. Kenny Ho Show times 10! What now that the Kenny Ho Show is KO Kenny Ho Show times four, baby. I'm mixing a bit more Cantonese. I remember on the Kenny Ho Show 200, when I listened back, I'm like, didn't I speak Cantonese here? I must have cut it out. I'm still too white or was still too white. So let's mix in a little Cantonese. Why not? Cabby Hugh, Hugh Ah Ting, I think her name is. Oh, she a Ting, all right. So gorgeous, stolen my heart. Wish you were still doing girl sample stuff, 
But uh, she's moved on to bigger and better things. Well, she eventually got there because I looked her up and she was in like some like soft core movies where I don't think she, she didn't really show anything, but it seemed like people were touching her in like, you know, the fun spots. Another reason I'm like, yeah, damn it. I should have gone back to Hong Kong to become an actor. I could have been touching cabbie in places where normally she wouldn't let me touch but because her character is like oh i find you handsome you can touch me there and just about anywhere i hope she don't choose the life of plastic because that's not so fantastic but she was actually way prettier when she was part of uh, girl sample because she's like big in china now her her like new drama just hit like 500 million views or some shit um but she's so thin now. This girl's like swimming an hour a day. I was on her IG. She's like, oh, I just finished swimming for an hour. I'm like, girl, you're going to lose that, those natural curves of yours. And you got to age. Now, even though you're Asian, even though you got, you're blessed with great genetics, if you start screwing around and taking out all the fat content in your body, imagine taking the air out of a tire. You're going to be like frumpy and useless and such. Ah, ah, that's the name of my autobiography. All right, I'm tired. I've, I'm looking down. Holy crap. I've, I've put in like two hours of podcasting time over the past three. I believe it is time to legitimately go lay down and take that nap. So that's the Kenny Ho Show episode 255. Oh, now that it's more Asian, I'm on top of my numbers. No, that's a, that's a cheap shot. At, that's a cheap stereotype. Not all Asians are good at math. Some of us sell ecstasy. What? All right. I hope you've had yourself a great time. I know I did. And until next time, you take care of yourself. I haven't done this in a while, but I think it's appropriate to bring it back for this episode. Cabby Hugh, I hope you're listening, and I hope you're not creeped out. ha, ha, ha.